welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 173, Praxius. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time the Earth is dying or something, I don't know, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going well, and it's going even better because we have a very special guest with us. Uh, please welcome Terry to the show. Terry, hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I was thinking about this when we when we first went uh, before we hit record, and I I think we actually was the first time we ever met at Gallifrey One. The first time we ever met was at Gallifrey One. Yeah, there we go. Think- way way back when Jackie was still watching the show. Yep. We figured out last year, I think, how many years it was, and then I've already forgotten. I think, and I have already forgotten again, Our at least that year, the first year that I went was, um, it wasn't the Blackjack year, so it was 22. Yeah. Because wow. I remember they were selling the Blackjack 21 shirts, and I was like, oh, these are cool, and they said, oh, these were from last year, so. Yeah. And I think that was Paradise Lost or something, some sort of theme yeah. like that. Yeah, and they had the Dalek with the hula. Yeah. And now we're on what, 31? Like 31 <laughs> yep. flavors? 31. Goodness. Too many. No, not yep. enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's um, let's get into some Who News, Taylor. Yeah. Let's take yeah. it away. Well, you know, John, we've re- reviewed curse of fenric it was probably one of our earlier yeah um reviews sadly nicholas parsons who played reverend wainwright who why would you name a reverend wainwright when you try to say it and your mouth just completely stumbles over itself um but unfortunately he has passed away recently at the age of 96 holy moly Long, long life, and also very famous for um, hosting quite a popular, I believe it was quiz show. Oh, on um, the BBC, and I am looking for the name of it because I didn't didn't uh, jot it down, and it is completely hiding from me. I am. I was just looking at pictures of him, and I went, "Oh yeah, I remember." Yeah, that. yeah. Um, Nicholas Parsons. Let's just look it up here, real quick. I'm sure someone is listening and going, have I got news for you? Thank you. There we go. There it is. Yep. Just as soon as you say it, my my eyes clue in on it. Thank you. Oh, well, he will, he will be missed. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And, and, and curse of Fenric still probably one of my favorite seventh doctor stories bar none. Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Excellent. Um, well, I, I want to give both kind of a, a, a link and a shout out. There is a um, another new Doctor Who podcast out there. There are many of them. And of course, if you're going to Gallifrey One, we will be hosting a podcasters meetup Saturday at 10 a.m. in yeah. program. Join us, please. Um, one of the first people uh, on Twitter to chime in and say, oh, hey, we'll be there, um, was uh, from a new podcast. They've all got all of two episodes out so far called prepare the time lash and prepare the time lash is a podcast that focuses just on the sixth doctor's run 
<laughs> just on the sixth doctor, huh? Yep. Just on Mr. Colin Baker's run. All right. And I have I have listened to uh both episodes. They like us are also on Spotify. Um and it's it's very enjoyable. Great. I'll get I'll give this like a li- I'll give this a listen for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, doing this podcast has helped me reevaluate the Colin Baker years and I have a much greater appreciation Same. Uh, for him. So to have a podcast out there that just focuses on his era. And I think they may eventually get into the big finish stories and stuff once they get through the actual episodes. Oh, that'd um, be fun. Is awesome. So I just want to encourage everyone to go check out uh, Prepare the Time Lash. That's great. Maybe next time we do a, a six, we should see if they want to, you know, review it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh that that could be fun or if they if um when they get the trial of a travel time lord ah uh, yes i'll hop back on i'll yes i'll die on that hill <laughs> yeah for sure uh well great yeah everybody go check it out it's what prepare the time com. yep look at that there you go that's it that's it and and lastly are do either of you guys bake much i've just started cooking a lot that's awesome yeah not really no? I appreciate baking. I'm bad at it myself. <laughs> I do too. I end up doing the dishes because I live with two very awesome cooks. Um, well, uh, Hero Collector has uh, launched a series of Doctor Who baking sets. So if you want maybe a cookie cutter Capaldi oh um, or if you want to make up some uh, Jody cookies uh, or some Dalek tea cakes or something, uh, they uh, are launching probably late spring, early summer of this year. Um, they've got three cosmic cookie tins, as they say. Again, links in the show notes. They have a TARDIS and Dalek cookie set. They have the Tea Time Lords cookie set. Um, yep, and they have the Monster Cookie set, which is going to include Cybermen, Suntarans, Weeping Angels, and the Silence. Ooh, I might need some Weeping Angel cookies. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And uh, they, they, it looks like they also, it looks like all three sets also come with, no, I'm sorry, the last two, the Tea Time Lords cookie set and the Monster Cookie set comes with a Doctor Who tea towel and a recipe booklet. The Tardis and Dalek cookie set come with an adult-sized Doctor Who themed apron. Oh my goodness. And that recipe booklet. Amazing. Yes. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I just, uh, breaking news, just shared that with Lauren and she said, oh my God. <laughs> so maybe we will be getting those. I actually do have one other bit of kind, maybe who adjacent news. Oh, um, I saw this earlier this week, and I thought it was very interesting. I will, I'll throw these. I'll throw it in the show notes right there. Um, okay, and I'll put. I'll add something later to it. Um, the stranger. Australia's answer to Doctor Who premieres on ABC's iView after decades in the vault. Have oh, you have you wow. did you read this? I didn't read this, but I feel like I may have seen like a tweet reacting to this news. Yeah. Um <laughs> it was a show, it was the first locally produced science fiction television show. Um, and one of the first Australian series to be sold overseas. It aired in April of 1964 and then kind of just wow. disappeared in the archives. Um, and then they they just revived it. I mean, by revived it, it's just the old episodes. You can watch them online. Um, I mean, the 
the the concept is very similar. It's like, you know, it's I don't know if I would call it a ripoff, but it's pretty close. I mean, they like there's a still of the stranger with three people and the round things oh, are in I'm the background right now. Yeah. Yes. Oh my. So, I mean, yeah, it's 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 most definitely uh, something we should at least just, you know, take a if you're look at the show notes, look at this. It's pr- a pretty interesting read. Um, oh, yes. I will make sure to put that in the show notes. That would be kind of fascinating to watch. It would. Um, basically, the series is about a mysterious man who discovers who is discovered unconscious on the steps of the Walsh family's home one rainy night. He can't remember his name or how he got there, but he's able to speak German and French. And then they find out he's an alien. So, <laughs> you know, as as you do in Australia. Um, nice. Yeah, so pretty interesting. Uh, I just uh, thought I would mention that because it's pretty cool. That's neat, it. Neat. <laughs> All right. I will. I will. Yeah. I'll make sure that that note is in there, and I I want to come back and uh, read the rest of that article. That's a nice long article. That's cool. Yeah, it's very interesting. I I would be. Uh, I would watch. I would watch an episode. I don't know if we would, would review it, but I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds interesting. At least I want to see how doctor who like it is probably a lot yeah <laughs> it, it might be i mean literally they've got round things on a wall yes <laughs> all right so this week we watched uh praxius starring jody whitaker as the doctor bradley walsh as graham mandip gill as yaz tosin cole as ryan warren brown as jake and matthew mcnulty as astronaut adam oh and that's not all uh joanna uh what did we say borgia I think so. As Gabriella and Molly Harris as Suki Chang. And uh, hmm, interesting that another character will, well, we'll get to it. Uh, written by uh, Gallifrey One guest Pete McTight and the Chibs. And it was directed by Jamie Stone. It first aired February 2nd. Oh, my goodness. We're already in February 2020. And it is the sixth story of season 12, which means that we are past the halfway point of the season and i can't believe it it's gone so fast i know way way too fast fast. uh the store we have some story notes and i i mean i'm sorry we have a story note (laughs) because man i'm i don't know what's going on at tardis wikia the fine folks over at tardis wikia we appreciate everything but i had to reload the page to get notes today because when i went in there there was nothing yeah, and I checked uh, this evening, and there's still not even a synopsis. No, there's nothing. Um, so they are they're either trying to figure out what they watched as well, or uh, it's just busy. I almost just spit water everywhere when you said oh, that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We almost had our first spit take. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, well, this story marked the first televised Doctor Who appearance of a Brazilian character. That'd be Gabriella, who speaks Portuguese. Um, And the first television role given to a Brazilian actress, uh, which would be Gabriella Toloi, who played Jamila. Hmm. Not um, Joanna Borgia, who played Gabriella. She is a Portuguese (laughs) actress. Oh, boy. Who's on first? Pretty (laughs) much. Pretty much. Since we've got a pair of Gabriellas, one's fictional, one's not. The one who is not fictional is actually a Brazilian actress that they killed off. And the one who is fictional is Portuguese. So it's Brazilian adjacent. 
We've used the word adjacent twice in this episode. <laughs> we have. We might even find a third time for it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we will. So, all right. So before we get into the episode, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us. Take it away. I did. And this is actually my second draft because I tried to just do one off memory when I couldn't get a rewatch in. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to scrap it and write new. Here we go. Chibs and McTighe venture into Moffat territory by taking something that should genuinely worry us, microplastics, and making it much more of a threat. Team TARDIS put their brains together with a cast of extras to figure out where this alien bacteria came from and how they could possibly stop it. The answer, frankly, is for the birds. My goodness. <laughs> now, Terry, before we get into this... um, how are you feeling about season 12 so far? I have, up to this episode, I've enjoyed the seasons. Probably one of my favorite seasons of the new Doctor Who so far, I think. And I think they found their stride with uh, with 13 in this season. Ab- generally enjoyed everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think we, we here agree. And you did say the, the magic words, up until this episode. <laughs> until, yeah. <laughs> the first one i've been like all right maybe maybe not every episode can be super great yeah they can't all be zingers um yeah so well, let's let's keep in mind it had to follow fugitive fugitive of the jadoon that's another yeah. another thing that i want to i want to ask both of you is if this episode was placed uh somewhere else in the season do you think we would have liked it more uh, i don't think i still would have enjoyed it as much as the rest of the season but we're coming off a pretty big high off of you know a new doctor and jack coming back so it's hard to follow that with anything yeah unless it's like daleks or something i don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll be honest i i think now obviously if you had stuck this before last week's episode um obviously you you'd have to change the end of fugitive of the jadoon or else it'd be really weird um true but what they're teasing for the last four episodes of the season seems really big and heavy. And it almost seems like it would have made more sense to make this number five and fugitive number six. See, that would have been because it almost feels like now we're completely ignoring, you know, all that stuff that just happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, think they did a big, all that stuff, like history stuff happened the last episode. Now, nothing. We're back to just. A monster of the week. Exactly. It's it's a much more standalone story. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, would I have enjoyed this more if it had come somewhere else in the in the uh in the season? And guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. I first watch I was like, that was pretty good. And then I went to rewatch it and take notes today, and I had to stop I had to take a break from watching this episode, which is a bummer. And I, I, I wrestled with myself. I went, no, I, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I should take a, and I went, no, I just really got to take a break. And I only had 11 minutes left. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was just like, I gotta, I gotta not be watching this right now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think there were some parts in here that I really enjoyed, um, but there's some there was just some really like weird and they might be nitpicky things but also I don't know I think I'm justified I mean imagine if your significant other pushed staying in a landfill overnight <laughs> right yeah and and then um also you decided it was a good idea to keep an active fire going on <laughs> at night 
while you went to bed, you're surrounded by trash. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, and, and I think I think we have <clears throat> kind of a world traveler with us tonight. So, oh, Terry, yes. is it a good idea to camp out in trash heaps and start fires? <laughs> no, that, that's what that was, I was watching. I'm like, what are they doing? And why are you keeping a fire on overnight? Like. <laughs> That's like one of the first rules of camping. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it Especially just, their experienced backpackers. They should know that. <laughs> yes. They, they, and it's funny because like throughout, um, Gabrielle is like, oh, if you see, you know, you must recognize me from my blog. And everyone's like, no, we don't. No. <laughs> and I, I love that. And I kind of understand why, because they're just leaving active fires while they go to sleep in garbage. <laughs> yeah. Island. They're not very good travelers. No. Maybe that's why nobody watches their vlog. Maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. So there's I, I want to talk about the companions. I don't know if at great length, but we need to talk about how great they've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. I am just I remember last year when every episode, Taylor, we would be like, well, I don't have any notes for Yaz. Yeah, I don't have it. And I was just like, this sucks. I want to like talk about her, but I don't have anything great to say about her. But she's been killing it this season. Um, She's using the heck out of her police knowledge throughout this episode. Um, She basically tells the doctor, no, I want to stay behind and see what's going on. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. Sorry. And I like it. Just keeps getting better and better this season. What do what do we think about uh, how Yaz has progressed as a character? I think in this one, she had some really great moments, like telling the doctor, I'm going to do this thing by myself, like going off and investigating by herself, and then further going to what she thought was an alien planet, and then yeah. that it wasn't an alien planet. But yeah, that was really great when she's like, no, I think we can, I think I can do this by myself. Yes, I loved it. I loved that. And I, yes, I also love that she's like, well, well we're going to go through this teleport. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're, we're going to do it because I need to know what's happening. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think... You know, I feel like I feel like we kind of saw this with uh, Clara to an extent, where she was getting this kind of like um, independent, almost a doctorish vibe of her own, and I feel like we're kind of starting to see that with Yaz with this independence that she's doing this episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Ryan, I mean, Ryan took that bird on his own, so I, I I like that he he took the bird because he knew he was gonna have the doctor test it at some point granted he might have forgotten about the bird but the rest of them didn't because of the smell which i thought was funny um but yeah i, I don't know ryan was doing doing good work in this too and graham was having uh you know heart to hearts with everybody and doing a great job as well uh, i i was just very impressed with the companions uh just doing you know doing stuff on their own they all had great moments in this episode i feel like yes and like I think the whole season so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've really um whatever problems we had with with um the companions last season, that is just washed away. Like don't have that at all. Yeah. And can I just yeah. say Graham, if he wanted to keep rocking those glasses, I'm all for it. I think it looks great in them. I agree, but it uh, oh, which ones, the sunglasses or the the actual glasses? No, the actual glasses. Yes, we we in the uh in the Pinkcroft Manor here. Uh, we we said, yeah, look at those. He should wear those glasses all the time. It looks great in him. I did find it funny, though, that he had those glasses, and then when he went outside, he had sunglasses and then immediately took off the sunglasses. <laughs> you needed to be able to see his expression oh. when 
he's talking to Jake. So, I mean, now that we have said uh, when he goes to talk to talk to Jake and Jake is our cop who's not a cop anymore, who we find out is married to Adam, who is an astronaut. And Jake clearly hates himself um, because he's not as good as his husband, uh, which is I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of issues there, uh, clearly. Uh, where he's like, I don't do emotions, and I'm not good at commitment. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have gotten married then, I guess. Um, That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, it was just so it was so weird. And then the heart-to-heart with Graham, the the reason why he, he justifies why he's, you know, hates himself. Um, the And this is a bit of a directing note as well. Uh, do you have any idea what it's like to be married to someone that impressive? Silence. Pull focus to Graham, who mm-hmm. was clearly thinking about his wife. And I yeah. was yeah. like, ugh. But was- honestly, kudos to them for not mentioning Grace out loud. Not that she's not worth mentioning out loud, but let Graham's expression tell the story rather than him speak it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. he did a great job doing that. It was ugh, it was great. I really liked it. Can I can I make one more mention about Jake while we're on the topic? Absolutely. I completely get Duggan vibes off him. Um. Yeah, I do too. Oh yeah, he smashed a lot of things. He smashed <laughs> things. He's kicking doors, and you know. Yep. 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 That was he, funny. He, he is almost a modern who Duggan. Not quite as over the top. No one will ever be as good as Duggan. Yeah. But this is close. Yeah. You, I agree. He's very take action uh he's yes he is trying to kick down doors all the time i love that he just bum rushes one of those uh one of those uh guards when he goes when they go to save uh the astronaut and yeah one of the hazmat dudes yeah he takes his gun and just starts shooting um yeah he's definitely in that duggan category Hmm, interesting interesting i do like that um can we just have a Yaz and uh, Gabriella uh, big finish series? I would love that. <laughs> I do. Lo- <laughs> I yeah, I do love that. Yaz is like, I'm gonna go do this, and I I'm just gonna go by myself. And then Gabriella's like, Well, I'm ready for a fight. I'll come with you. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. It was. Didn't question it at all. No, it was good. And I mean, I really liked Gabriella. Um, I mean, obviously some questionable decisions with the trash heap and open <laughs> fires. But besides yeah. that, I really liked her uh, as a character. I, I liked her her growth throughout the episode. Um, I d- and no one recognizing her vlog was, was a great touch. Yeah. That was um, a great running joke to the whole thing. Yeah, and they and, and she's, she's got companion potential. I feel like she's just got that kind of vibe. Well, let's just let's talk about that since you brought it up. Did we possibly maybe see three characters who could be future companions? Is this kind of a backdoor pilot for future companions here with these three? I'm not saying necessarily all three of them come along, but I could see one or maybe two of them couple of them i definitely saw gabriella especially when she went off with yaz and was uh helping her out on the mission and the when they thought they were on an alien planet and she was just like 
cool, we're here. Yes. And then when the doctor told her, no, we're actually under the ocean, she's like, cool, under the ocean. <laughs> yeah. It's a very companion thing. Yeah, I mean, she is a war- she's already a world traveler. Um, she seems pretty just up for anything. Um, I could definitely see her being a future companion. Um, and then, uh, honestly, I think Jake and Adam would be fun. I think it'd be fun to have an astronaut and a modern day Duggan on on board. (laughs) Well, and not only that, I think it would be awesome to have a gay couple. Yes. That would also be amazing. Uh, That would be cool. Right. That would be so, uh, that would be great. And I, I know I would like giving Jake, uh, a hard time for, you know, he doesn't like emotions, but, uh, I thought they were, they were a very cute couple. Um, I think Adam totally gets gets Jake to a point that annoys Jake, and I <laughs> I really liked that mm-hmm. where he's dying and he's like, "Oh, you look terrible." I really, I just, I, I I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Adam as well, um, even though he was you know half dead half the time. But um, and the makeup job they did on him was fantastic. That and was I'm, amazing. I'm not talking yeah. about. I'm talking about like how he looked sickly, not the actual practice. Uh, Praxius, he just looked not he looked, well. He literally looked yeah. gray at times. Yeah, yeah when gray. When you, yes. When you saw him next to Jake, it was like you could tell. Yes, like he was dying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I I need to just get my biggest problem uh out of out of the way here, and I I hope I'm saying his name correctly. It's um Arumi Arumu. Oh yes, uh, Suki's friend in madagascar yeah um yeah so <laughs> this poor guy clearly he's dead that i mean we understand that as as an audience we watch him get um hitchcocked um nice <laughs> but not one character asks about him yeah i thought that yeah. was so strange they kind of forgot about him yeah and it was so funny because after the episode, Lauren said to me, hey, remember that that one guy? And I had forgotten about him, too, because nobody else mentioned him or seemed at all sad. Also, I mean, it's even weirder because when he's like, I'll watch the birds, everyone was like, hey, man, thanks for watching the birds and like giving him the old like pat on the shoulder and then walking away. And then nobody cared about him afterward. I Just a line. Just one line would have been fine, but nobody mm-hmm. said he was just like, well, that guy's gone. Yep, he's gone and forgotten forever. He seemed less important than Zach, who was around for 10 seconds. Yeah, the doctor at least talks about him again. Yes, yeah. right? He brings him up several times. Ugh. It was so strange, like, just for a- anyone to forget about that guy. Yeah, that's, I mean. Yeah. I can't even imagine that that is a, oh, we're, we're running out of time. We don't have room for, for one line. I know exactly where you could have fit it, too, because there was one other yeah. thing I'm like, I don't need, I don't need this. When uh, Jake, they were showing Jake type his text on the phone. Like, yeah. I, I, don't oh. need to, I don't need to see that. Just cut that out yeah. and be like, oh, no, poor, poor guy we completely forgot about. <laughs> R.I.P., buddy. R.I.P., for sure. <laughs> also, I did like how the birds kind of formed one giant bird at that point. Yeah, yeah that was kind of cool. I did. Uh, let's uh, let's just talk about the the effects in this because some of them were awesome 
and like maybe one or two were not not great. The one that was not great for me was the practical animatronic bird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. It it was. You know what, John? I don't. Terry, I'm not sure if you've seen Survival. No, I was the last that. episode of of season 26. Okay, there is an animatronic cat in that episode oh, that yeah. looks worse than Salem did in like the cutesy Sabrina series. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and that one looked really cheap. Um, this bird was on that level. Yeah, it was. Um... Oh, there's the cat. <laughs> I'm looking it, at him. Ugh. That that bird was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it almost looked like it got crushed by like a lighting rig, and they were like, "Oh man, put him in there anyway." <laughs> Just stick him in there, and spin him around a little bit. Yeah, Look, that... guys, it, it's it's a bird that has seen some stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, besides that, the uh, Praxius virus looked insane. They, yeah. I think they did a really good job of of the special effects on that where like you could even see it like in their mouth Ugh. Mm-hmm. yeah it yeah was- especially in the scenes with jamila when she is kind of succumbing to the effects of the virus uh especially on the second watch for me that actually really was rather scary oh yeah it's it's definitely one of the scarier mo- moments that i can remember Ugh. I, it's uh yeah yeah but the hospital scene was kind of terrifying like she mm-hmm. Comes back to life, they think, for a second. Yeah, that was that was some great effects. Yeah, the the whole hospital scene in general was very, uh, very, very creepy and very well done. Um, and also, I mean, along with the special effects, the sound of the virus, yeah, is mm-hmm. is skin crawling. Yeah, I watched it the second time. The first time I watched it on TV, the second time I was watching it, my rewatch with AirPods in, and you could just hear the effects better. Oh, man. And it was terrifying. Oh, gross. Especially the end where uh, where it takes uh, Suki, where it's going up her arm. That was uh-huh. that was pretty terrifying. Yeah, a little. So, yeah, sound design, well done. Yes, absolutely. Um, I will say it is it is weird that, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a TV show, so I have to, uh, spend my disbelief that some some viruses take longer than others <laughs> and also i mean yep. with 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 suki wouldn't it have just and i maybe i missed something maybe you guys can piece this together to me and this i guess goes with the uh the costume design as well is the infected um hazmat people um where they they are still alive but they have been completely taken over by the virus how are they still alive? Was that presented to us? Not really outside of Suki saying that it, 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 um, like the virus affects them slower than it does humans. Yeah. I think it takes but, it longer to kill them once they get. Infected. Yeah. But if she was one of them, wouldn't it have taken it longer to kill her too? Oh no. Cause she well, took the thing. Did, she she took, took the thing. She took the vaccine. Yeah. That's right. She Not only that, but she got she is. got scratched. She had gotten that that double dose. Mm, right. Okay. Not, not that the way viruses work, a double dose <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> anyway, there's science involved. Oh sure. Um, apparently, there was there was one sound uh, effect in the show that we weren't privy to that I saw on the Doctor Who socials this morning. 
Oh. Yeah, the um, the hazmat suits. I mean, those things are so rubbery to begin with, apparently, and they were showing some behind the scenes footage. Um, the guys in the in the outfits, if they're laying down, if if they breathe at all, really, um, it makes this kind of horrible farting sound. <laughs> so did they cut that out? So yeah, they either cut that out or they did some ADR or something. But there's there's some great footage out there of like Jody delivering her line and just like, <laughs> and then she just starts cracking up. Oh, everything I, is really good. I did see a YouTube uh, clip when I was looking up this episode. That's very funny. Yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. It's worth finding. It's only like a minute long, but it's hilarious. Oh my god, I'm about to find that. Yeah put that in the show notes <laughs> if i can if i can find it again i will um great i'm trying to think uh oh set design let's talk some set design can we do can we do one more visual uh thing real quick absolutely one thing that i had a problem with now admittedly i liked the effect and this maybe even been more directing of the materializing around jake mm-hmm. effect mm-hmm. We, but we will talk more about that scene in in a few minutes, I'm sure. But there was there was one shot. I think it was I think it was actually when Yaz was like, "No, I'm going to stay behind." When they were in Hong Kong, and she's like, "No, I'm going to stay behind." And they cut back to Jody standing there in the TARDIS, and the 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 TARDIS interior itself looks like it's just like a poster that is pasted up. Oh no, really? Her. Oh yeah, it looks it looks really flat. Oh no. It does not look like it's been green screened and, you know, oh, here's the here's the depth that we have normally inside the TARDIS. It literally looks like somebody just hung a poster in there. Oh, geez. It was pretty bad. Um, but I will say once again, now that we're mentioning the TARDIS uh, interior, they they keep using it and they keep using it well. And I just <laughs> love that we're spending so much more time in this TARDIS because uh, it's cool looking. Definitely is. I like it. I like it. Um, they got those notes from last season. They had to have. More TARDIS. Yeah, we were just like, why are we not in the TARDIS? And also, why does the TARDIS look so small? They're like, yeah. they're like, fine, here's some stairs. I did yeah. like, uh, I liked Jake's bigger on the inside moment. Yes. Like, we must be in, it must be the entrance to a building. <laughs> yes. And then he's like, no, it's impossible. And then Graham's like, no, you're, you're standing in it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. I love that they've tried to, um, to switch up the oh, it's bigger on the inside. Like everybody has different different reactions to it. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I will say another great Jake line uh, is the is the when he's talking to Adam after he finds out about the controls are just up, down, left, right. He goes, "Your job's so easy." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Like I said, there was some good stuff in here, but overall it was just like, ah, I don't I don't know. And I think the other thing like we've mentioned in the past, some of the the either end end speeches by Jody feel a little too after school special. This didn't really have it, and I thought they did it well, so I'm not sure what my disconnect with the story was. I don't know about the rest of you, but I I kind of feel like the voiceover a fact, especially at the start and the end of the episode, I was kind of, I don't know, I was on the fence about it. I don't, I don't know that we necessarily needed it. Yeah, I felt like I didn't need it. Like, especially the end, they wrapped it up. Like, I don't, I don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if since they did the beginning one, it bookends nicely, but otherwise, it didn't add anything to the story. Yeah. 
I mean, I'd much rather go ahead. Oh, so the beginning one didn't set up anything about. Yeah, it it just was like there's there's seven billion people on Earth and we're all we're all connected kind of by trash. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're all gar- we're all garbage people. That was basically the no. I well, it, yeah. it really is. I I saw a fact somewhere um, not too long ago about about just how much in terms of microplastics, the average human consumes in like, I don't remember if it was a month or a year, but it's literally, I'm, I'm eating a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. It is the, it's scary how much microplastics are in everything. This, this is a genuine threat. Um, and, and a, and a genuine, um, environmental issue. As I take yeah. a sip of water that probably has a microplastic in it. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. How do you not get paranoid at every step? <laughs> Thanks, Doctor Who. Doctor Who makes you paranoid about the weirdest things. Oh, yeah. Right? Statues. Statues, yeah. That's the biggest one. <laughs> um, can we talk about these Hong Kong sets? Because I absolutely loved them. I thought they looked so cool. I thought the lighting was amazing. Uh, just like that neon kind of purple and blue. Mm-hmm. In the in the alleyway, I just ugh, I loved it. Yeah, I think I think they made a note about one of the shots they had of like you see the neon sign, the plane going by in Hong Kong. Everything yes. about those sets was cool. Yeah, they look so yeah. they look so good. I just really liked them. The surgical room was super like that looked like out of something from Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, with just the how did she get there? Who Jamila? Yeah. Am I to assume everyone else exploded? Well, yeah, I, that, was, that was one of my questions. Like, why is the hospital? How did she get there, and why is the hospital suddenly abandoned? Did they all like get the get Praxius and explode, or they never really tell us? No, they don't. And <clears throat> here's the <clears throat> excuse me. Here's what I kind of take away from it. Um, I think that um, we see like the dead bird yes. in the hallway. I th- I think it's meant to imply that birds got in there and infected people but when we see uh jamila explode there is a little pile of dust afterward yes and 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 let's let's make note that this virus that is inside the body also somehow makes your clothes disintegrate too yeah sure <laughs> we'll run yeah i mean not? i mean if anything they would just be in shreds i assume yeah instead of like um, completely disintegrating you're right yeah. But as they're doing like the whole, I don't know, Walking Dead-esque going down these hallways, there are no piles of dust anywhere. Yeah. So either either they did all succumb to Praxeus and no one thought, oh, hey, we should have little piles of dust everywhere. Um, or they succumbed to Praxeus and no one thought, hey, we should vacuum up Jamila before we shoot the next scene because, well, nobody else has a pile of dust. Yeah, there's just there's yeah. a lot of weird stuff going on around that, like question wise. Like she was attacked outside the tent, like very much outside the tent. Um, and I mean, did the birds take her there? Or... No. When um, when Ryan and Gabriella are having a discussion, um, she mentions that she had like hopped onto Reddit or something. And asked to have um, like somebody like 
search for any uh, recent emergency calls. Right. And then she says that there had been one. So there's presumably Jamila got away from the birds enough to call the Peruvian version of 911. I mean, I guess. I think that's what they implied is like she managed to get to the hospital somehow. Yeah. I almost wonder if they saw her and they were like, just put her in the quarantine. We don't know what this is. All right, bye. And just all left. But I think it's it's more uh, they were all uh, Hitchcocked and then exploded. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's pretty much what happened there. I did love the Autons. Autons? Very yeah. little. No, not the Autons. <laughs> I like. There was a line about autons. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I did love that. That was that was a lot of fun. I'm trying to think if there's anything anything else that I would um, super want to mention. Oh, le- yes. Let's talk about. You mentioned you want to talk about the TARDIS save. Um, so I thought oh. I thought the save was a good touch, but I also like the idea of Jake just being like, "Well, I'm going to do this to to." Uh, for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I could have went with either way. Like I did not think we were because when someone's like, doctor, can you save him? I thought, well, she's just going to materialize around it. But then it, I, there was a little moment when I went, I don't think this is going to happen. I honestly thought he was going to die. Yeah. Like, I thought he was just going to, that was his moment to just, you know, Armageddon it and explode. Yeah. <laughs> Armageddon it. I like that. But I mean, I did, I, you know, I do enjoy that he uh, now seems to have a new, hopefully, a a a better outlook on not only himself but you know life in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But Taylor, you said you wanted to you want to talk about that a little I, bit. I, I did. I mean, it. Um. I I would like to see. I'd like to figure out when when the idea of material materializing i can't speak tonight i'm sorry around someone started if does it pop up in classic who at all um i know that tardises have materialized around other tardises that's one thing but around a person like just a person i'd be really curious to find out because um i feel like this completely throws earth shock into a whole new light yeah. Also, I mean, in Blink, it, the TARDIS disappears around people. Yeah, that's what I was thinking uh, right. about. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's true, huh? So Earthshock, huh? So we could have saved well, Adric, but we didn't try. <laughs> you know, even if you make the argument of, well, it's a fixed point in time because this has to hit Earth, so the dinosaurs, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But the Doctor said uh, the trick is just catching them a millisecond before you know it's like yeah. well you know yeah a millisecond before trust me that ship's still gonna hit earth the dinosaurs are still gonna die yeah man adric <laughs> I know, right? that's how much that's how much they hated him yeah <laughs> he's, he's gotta go one way or another we we are not the the first people i have heard mention that <laughs> there have been some very funny memes out there <laughs> Oh, Matthew Waterhouse. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, but but for for the purposes of storytelling, I I think it was I think it was good. I think it was important to uh, keep this couple alive, keep them together. Um, you know, and not be like, oh, hey, here's this here's this representative couple, and now we're going to kill one of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Um, I'm 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 on board with the fact that she saved him. I I just think it's funny where we kind of take like, oh well, could you not have done that eight or nine regenerations ago? <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Pretty much. Um, I don't think I really have anything anything else. I, you know, I, I just, I would like to say that I liked the undersea garbage fort. Set. Oh yes, I'm sorry, I did oh, love I did that. Like that. That was a neat design. Very neat. I really, I, yeah. I, I think I was still hoping to see sea devils, but yeah. So okay, what was was that the rumor? I think I think that was a rumor that had started. I think I think people looked at what they knew about this episode and the 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 kind of ocean settings. Yeah, and went. Oh, I know what you're going to do. You're going to bring back the sea devils. I mean, I would have been fine with that. I would have been on board. Yeah, right? Seeing like an updated version of the sea devils, that would have been interesting. I'd love to see. I mean, we've got updated Silurians. Why not updated mm-hmm. sea devils? Oh, the um, comics had updated sea devils. Oh, did they? Nice. They look interesting. I'm looking yeah. at them right now. Um, and that would have that would have fit with this season of bringing anything you can imagine back. Like I, right? at this point, I don't even know what they're going to bring back next. Uh, I think it's well. I mean, I feel we know Cybermen are coming back. Yeah, yeah, we know Cybermen for sure. But I'm pretty sure, and I was I was looking this up today. They did film a lot of stuff with the Daleks. Do you remember that on the bridge? Yes, I do. So yeah, they filmed that in like October or something. Yeah. Where is that? We have not gotten a hint of that. Yeah. I honestly, I, I think that's going to be for the special. You think it's for the special? That's, that's my that's my gut. So just my gut every wrong. year will be a Dalek special. I'm fine with it. Okay. Interesting. Maybe not every year, but because we do, I are it is confirmed that the Cyberman story is a two parter, right? Or no? Uh, the finale is a two parter. Ah, uh, but we don't know if that's the Cybermen or not. No, we do know that the episode that airs when we are at Gallifrey oh, is the Mary Shelley Frankenstein episode. Oh, yes. Oh. That's and I'm really, correct. really, really sad that I have to leave for the airport when I do. I know. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, Terry, you have anything else about this, this episode that you would like to... Like? I think we covered it. All right. Well, then... I, 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 have, do ag- I do agree with you that I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if it had been earlier in the season. Yeah. It's still not my favorite. It's never going to be my favorite story of this season, no oh, matter no. what. No, no, no. But I think, yeah, I was hoping for more continuation of what happened last week. Yeah, you. Ca- I feel like you can't give us that much and then just be be like, here's a complete side adventure that has nothing to do yeah. with the major bombshell that was dropped. Agreed. Yeah. I was so in, still in shock from thinking about last week, and then all of a sudden we're just like, oh, just plastic virus. I'm like, all right. I care less about it because I care so much about what happened last week, I think. Yeah, and I mean, with it just feels like they, they stopped that momentum for no reason. Yeah. Um, Taylor, did you ha- I'm, I have another question for Terry, but I feel like you, you had one more thing oh, you wanted to. I, I did. I had, I had one more thing I wanted to uh, um, nitpick just because I can. Um, so for reference, the Indian ocean at its maximum depth is five miles deep, right? So we're bringing that up as fact, double checked that. Um, so if the submarine crashed into the garbage fort, as I'm calling it, yes. Um, how on earth did that guy survive getting to the surface? 
five if if it's as deep as it seems five miles deep is a ton of pressure if you are just a body in the water i have no idea just gonna put that out there the virus saved him next question <laughs> no i don't i don't know <laughs> saved him long enough to kill him yes okay no i don't know yeah, I don't have an answer for that one. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I, I think it was almost a, a more of a rhetorical nitpick. I didn't think we were actually going to solve it. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> never mind. Um, well, we have. I have. I will ask my my question to Terry after we do uh, one last thing, and it is uh, time for the behind the couch scale. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the couch scale. <laughs> Oh, so frightening. <laughs> Taylor, what do we got? What are we thinking? You know, I'll be honest. I mean, the the bird attacks are a little scary. Yes. You know, I I, I think of my kids going like, I'm afraid of a flock of birds now. Yeah. Uh, and, and frankly, the effects of the virus and the suffering is, I mean, it's even a little scary for me. You know, like Jamila's especially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So I'm I'm gonna hold off on saying yeah the kids are at the right age to see this um may, maybe in a few years. I I agree I agree. Given, given the fact that I was I was with my son at um, our neighbor's birthday party over the weekend and we were down at the local bowling alley and there's a Walking Dead video game in the video game area and he's like Dad why does sometimes you can't help staring at something that you know scares you. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he couldn't stop. He does not like zombies. I don't either. Yeah. So me and him, we're we're on the same wavelength there. So yeah, I'm like, okay, if that scares you, yeah, you're not ready for this episode. Yeah, that, that hospital scene was pretty terrifying. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, are we given any uh any love on the Duggan scale to Jake or no? I think so. I mean, he, he, he has been one of the few characters in recent memory who, who genuinely give me a Duggan vibe. All right. I'm playing it then. So yeah, do it. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the Duggan scale. I've got all the machinery I need. I love uh, Duggan I so much. He's, he's the best. So I'd, I'd like to just point out that we are now in February. Uh, St. Duggan's Day is coming up on the 27th of this month. Yes, yes. That is Tom Chadbon's birthday, so we I'm calling that St. Duggan's Day. Fantastic. Love it. So what are we thinking here? He, he uh, breaks in a few doors, and I think that's about it. I mean, oh, he does uh, uh, tackle that... Um, that hazmat guy as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, do we want to lump them all together or is there anything yeah. we feel? I'm, I'm inclined to lump them all together. Okay. Um, just, just for ease of, of uh, covering the whole thing. And oh, when he tackles that kid at the beginning, oh. <laughs> yeah, we forgot, <laughs> we forgot about that. That's true. Well, that's yeah, that's true. And the, um, I directorially, I like that transition between, uh, the capsule shaking up and then just going straight into that crash. Oh yeah. I was like, did we, did he just teleport? (laughs) (laughs) That would be hilarious. It was not the case. What do do you think in Taylor? What on a scale of one, one to 10 here? I am. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give him a very solid eight An eight. Yeah. Just for the pure tackling of of shoplifters. Yeah. The, 
pure tackling of shoplifters and and the willingness to smash things without regard for hey is there a key to this somewhere around yes um yes yeah i'll give i'll give him an eight i'm fine with that it sounds it sounds about about right and who knows maybe we could see him smashing more things in the future possibly i'd be fine with that um so we all kind of agree this episode is uh I don't think I would recommend any. I don't know. It's hard because I'd be like, yeah, watch it. But I don't think it's like you. But you could skip it, I feel. You could skip it in this season, I think. Taylor, you thinking the same yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's an episode that, you know, if if you just want some Doctor Who on in the background while you do other things. Yeah. It's yeah. Not a bad episode for that. Um, it's like it, it's got some good parts. I mean, obviously, watch it if you're a completist, but. Um, there are, there have been so many meaty mythology heavy episodes this season that I am, I'm far more drawn to them. And, and, and as a result, I think, I think so far two real environmental stories, Orphan 55 and this have suffered because they've followed these massive reveals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think in any other, in almost any other season, I think if, I think if for some reason these episodes that happened last season. Mm, um compared okay. to everything else that was so kind of more mellow these would have been like oh my god big exciting dramatic episode yeah you know yeah, everything else but since we have massive dramatic episodes this season these are feeling a lot more lackluster yeah i can i 100 percent agree with that um yeah terry i i have a question for you where do you think our new doctor lands in the timeline. The the Ruth doctor? Yes. <laughs> I, th- I I think she might be like the original before before one, before pre Hartnell. Yeah. I think I'm on I think I'm on that train now. Yeah, I believe Taylor. I am on that are we all on that train, Taylor? Pretty much. Yeah, I think that's where we all are landing because I mean the only mystery I think we talked about it last week is um, before anything that happened before Hartnell, because there's a lot of stuff that went on yeah. before then. And Taylor has sent me, um, you know, I don't want to make this a two hour episode, but I just think it's so it's so fascinating to talk about. And it, I, let me tell you, I it feels like that episode aired four weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just last week. It's absolutely nuts. But Taylor sent me some pages from what book was that, Taylor, that you sent me? Oh, uh, Bookworm, where um, Robert Smith and I want to say his name's Anthony Wilson uh, review all of the Virgin uh, New Adventure novels from the 90s. Yes. Um, And it talked a a lot about uh, Lung Barrow and um, just a lot of the 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 looms and a lot of a lot of interesting stuff in there. so I mean I'm excited. Also, I think last week did we both were like, I don't know about this six B stuff. And then it turns out that friend of the show was the one of the people that originated uh yeah. Paul Cornell uh origin was one of the originators of that theory. So you know, again, the only the only thing that I find to to counteract that whole six B idea is that the second doctor invented the sonic screwdriver zero doctor ruth doctor whatever you want to call her she's like what is that thing and also yeah. she teleported into the tardis well yeah there's that yeah 
I just feel like there's so much we don't know about the doctor before our first doctor. Like, we don't know that was the first doctor. Yeah. So I definitely, I'm on board with the, she was before Hartnell, mind wipe or memory wipe or something before going into. Really before and back into the loom. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yes. Who knows with the with the loom? If the loom is in play, anything is anything is possible. But that would be so fun just to for that. I think that not only would be fun for just um, uh, I don't want to say casual fandom, but I think that would be just so much fun for people who were reading the new new adventures and all that stuff. I think that would just be like a really cool thing because like Chibnall's is Chibnall's with an S apparently. Uh, I was going to say Chibs. I was going to say Chibs. Chibs is, uh, we've heard, is a huge Doctor Who fan. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he has, he's read read all the books and he's listened to a bunch of Big Finish. And, I mean, he's he's going to, we'll see. Um, I, I just, did you read this rumor that people are saying, what if the lone Cyberman is Bill? Oh, my God, no. I did, I did see somebody mention that. Yeah, that would... I think it. I think it was. What if the lone Cyberman is Bill, and the what the lone Cyberman wants is to have is that... um, no have emotions ripped away. Oh, 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 oh. no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, woof. That would be rough. But um, be, yeah. I just hope the lot lone Cyberman is not the Cyber Woman from Chibnall's. <laughs> Torchwood episode. <laughs> you, I really hope that when when that episode airs and we get the Lone Cyberman, that somebody cuts these scenes together to actually <laughs> make it hurt. Oh my goodness, no, no. I would, I, I would, I would expect, I would expect that from like you know DW Poop on uh, on Twitter. Jeez. All right, so next time uh, we are going to be watching Can You Hear Me? Starring Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Mandip Gill as Yaz, Tosin Call as Ryan, and Bradley Walsh as Graham. It was written by Charlene James, and The Chibs has a writing credit on that as well, so be on the lookout, even though he had one on this one and nothing happened. Uh, And directed (laughs) by... Yes, and directed by Emma Sullivan. Uh, Terry, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was fun. You yeah, are definitely. welcome. You're welcome back whenever, whenever yeah, you would you like to come. come. Maybe you could, uh, maybe you could come into the studio and we could record. That would be fun. Oh yeah, that would be fun. I know it's a bit of a trek, but you know, that would be fun. And if nothing else, we'll all be hanging out at Galley. Yes, yeah. I'm so. We can, always, we can always get you on the Galley episode. That's yeah. true. We will. We'll be up bright and early. Um, I believe Taylor will have his his toffee nut latte. Yes. I'll be there early because of parking, so. Oh, yes. Goodness. All right. Well, uh, Terry, where can the people find you on the social medias? And then I'll get in our plugs. You can find me on the Twitter at Captain Ace Danger. And come yell at me about TV shows there. Yeah. Newly newly, uh, regenerated Twitter, yeah? Yes, my regenerated Twitter. Excellent. So, yeah, follow me there for any nonsense that I'm working on. Love it. We'll put that in the show notes as well. As as for us, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. 
And this next line, I'm I'm proud to say, is completely true now. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Now, we were um, I was under the impression, just to give you guys a behind-the-scenes here, um, I will not name names, but and it was not Taylor, because I, the way I'm saying it would make it seem like one of us was supposed to do this, but um, I'm talking more as an NOTLG thing. I was under the impression that someone was going to be updating the thing that uh, had episodes update on Spotify. Um, that was not the case. Uh, I also found out, I found out about that through Taylor. So thank you, Taylor for, um, but now I can, I can say we have, um, submitted our own, um, feed to Spotify. So you just search podcastica and it's just a podcastica feed. You, um, follow us on there and you will get all the episodes up updated to Spotify because I know some of, it looks like we're getting into a, a, a podcasty war where some people are going exclusive. Yeah. Which is a bummer, but also I get it. The The dollar speaks mightily. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're now on Spotify for sure. Our back catalog is on there. So I'm very excited. And we didn't have to spend any extra money to do it. Actually, we're saving money now. Hooray. Which is great. <laughs> But anyways, rate and review us on all of those formats, which are iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TheNOTLG. Head on over to NOTLG.Spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Podcastica shirts. Buy a um, our little logo. Buy the Future of Time and Space's Female, which is my favorite shirt, and I will be wearing proudly throughout Gallifrey. Um, yeah, great shirt. Love it. Great job, Taylor. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and what else do we have over there? Mugs, tote bags, sweatshirts, buttons. buttons. My goodness. And last but not least, uh, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Uh, I will shout out. I'm not sure if he listens to the show, but I will shout out Patreon Vince, who um, upped his um, his donation, which is great. Oh, nice. I got a little notification about that. And um I will say uh, I know why he did that, and I'll just plug that Yakety Cast is coming back. Um, me and Ernesto, <laughs> we were supposed to record today, but he got called into work on his day off. So next week, and this is not a running gag, hopefully. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not either, because I was super jazzed to record today, and then I w- was like, oh, man. But it's fine. Uh, Terry, thank you so much once again for joining us. This is a lot of fun. Oh, thank you, guys. Um, we'll see you in nine days. Yeah. Yeah, T minus 9 days. Goodness, that is that's um that's too much. I actually almost went into autopilot. I'll just let you guys know and I almost did the tornado tag radio uh sign off, but uh I will I will not do that. It's been it's been a long 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 weekend, but uh we will talk to you guys next time. We will be talking about Can You Hear Me and we will see you guys then. Thanks. background noise i think that's you taylor that's 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 my proximity to the kitchen